If you ain't got shit to say to me, I ain't got shit to say to you. And keep on. I said, you black heifer, you don't have to fool with me. But you don't have to talk about me or treat me mean. I don't have to treat you mean. I just stay out of your way. In the name of SZA and every woman that came before her, I say welcome. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm so happy. Today, right here, right now, you are tuned in to Overthoughts with Ambrosia. This is episode fucking three. I'm so excited. I'm so happy about this. Um, I'd like to just apologize for my um, my my schedule has been so like up and down for the past first two episodes, but I'm moving forward. Each episode will be available on Mondays. So every Monday, tune in for a new episode of Overthoughts with Ambrosia. And thank you guys for listening so far. Newcomers, welcome, bitches. Welcome. What's up with it? Okay, welcome. So today I am recording a very, very special um, episode. Maybe maybe just it's very important uh to me um so last week sorry for y'all hearing noises and shit so last week i was on twitter and somebody tweeted something that just settled right into my spirit and let me tell y'all what the tweet said the tweet said <clears throat> and i'm a, i'm gonna name the person too Shout out to her. <laughs> her name on Instagram, I mean on Twitter, is underscore vegan pussy. I love that at name, sis. Uh, yes. Well, that's her um, at name. She tweeted the following. Having sex with a man who truly cherishes your body and is focused on pleasing you as opposed to him just getting his nut off is such a beautiful experience. The next tweet after that was, bomb dick is cool and all, but when a man is genuinely praising your body and loving on you, next level. If I could press the retweet button 67 times, I would have. I only did it once. I only could do it once, so I did it fucking once. Bitch, if you don't preach, come on. Follow through truth. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Let me tell y'all something. I, you know what? Let me just let me just continue. <laughs> because I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting too excited. I then went on a um on Instagram and screenshotted it and posted it. And then I did a poll that said women. Semicolon. Have you had or are currently having sexual asexual? experience experiences such as this 85% of the women that answered said yes I had about like maybe I don't know how many people I had a a decent a good amount of people um take the poll 85% said yes 15% said hell no and I was bothered by that 15% I was bothered Not because she's doing anything wrong, of course. 
but because we have to stop accepting anything less than this type of dick. No, no, absolutely not. Okay, now in certain circumstances, there are circumstances, there are reasons, there are, um, there, there, there could be so many different explanations as to why women aren't having these mind blowing, you are the gold, you are the golden star sex, okay, where she is the absolute focus and she is the, 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 I don't even know what the, just the dessert. Okay. The, the, the goal here is her. She is the goal. Okay. So I wrote after that, um, I wrote that some men don't understand the importance of a woman's comfortability during sex or how important a woman's orgasm is. Okay. Any man who is focusing on getting his nut. Okay. And that just be that y'all got to leave that nigga alone. Have fun with somebody who pays attention to focuses on and cherishes your body. Okay. Niggas need to learn how to take their time. Okay. Niggas need to learn how to stop being selfish. That's the problem. It's 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 giving the pussy to these boys, okay? Or these just childish ass, less than ass men who don't know what the fuck they're doing. And if they don't know what the fuck they're doing, they don't care to know. And I'm bothered that fifteen percent of these women are out here having less than sexual experiences. I'm frustrated. Ugh. Listen, if a man does not, A, one, make your orgasm a priority, two, does not tend to your body, three, does not make you feel comfortable during any and all sexual experiences, four, does not take his time learning your body and what you like and what you're comfortable with. Five, doesn't, essentially, sorry, essentially make you feel like that bitch. Okay? And it's only focused on getting his. He does not deserve the pussy. He does not deserve the vagina. He doesn't. So, we are in the middle of a female revolution right now, okay? We are in the the middle of a, what I like to call a sexual revolution. The time for women, well, first of all, it should have already been the time, but the time for women to take control, okay, and be more, I wouldn't use necessarily use the word aggressive, you can be if you'd like, but the time for women to just take control and have their their, their sex lives be fulfilled to their standards is fucking now. It should have already been. It is already. But right the fuck now, if you are in that 15% and you feel like, you know, your sexual experiences are less than or that the the people who you are dealing with and choosing to give the pussy to are just not compatible with you, they're not they're not doing things, they're not they're not following certain Pussy protocol, 
We need to change it. Okay? So I... <laughs> I have taken um, taken the initiative to write... I have come up with 10 rules. 10 new sex rules. 10 new pussy policies that women should be abiding by in 2018 and moving forward in the years to come. Now, let's begin. Rule number one, new sex rule pussy policy number one is have sex for you. Okay? Have sex for you. I'm going to say it one more time just in case anybody in the back didn't hear me. Have sex for you. And what I mean by that is don't do something for somebody else sexually. I'm not saying be selfish. I'm not saying um I'm not saying don't suck dick. I'm not saying don't please him. I'm not saying don't make your man the focus if he deserves it, of course. I'm not saying those things. What I'm saying is do it because you enjoy it. If you are not in the mood, if you are not ready, if you are not all the way there and you just do not want to do it, but you're, you know what, let me do it because he, ah, 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 you already know. Because he nothing. You are having sex for you. And if you are pleased by pleasing him and you are happy to please him and it's going to please you at the same token, by all means, absolutely. We love sucking dick when we want to do it. Some women, we love pleasing men when they deserve it or when we feel like it. Because it makes me, that's what, that's something that I want to do in the moment. Fine. Cool. However, we're not going to keep doing things because we feel like it's the right thing to do for him. It's something that's going to please him. It's going to make him happy in the moment. But you're not all the way comfortable and you're not all the way there. It's a fuck no. That's a no for me, dog. Randy, um, Randy voice. No. Okay. Um, I have two listeners who wrote in. Sorry, let me just pull up the email. I just wanted to to tag on some points from these two letters. My first point is, my first reader says, looking back, um, I'm just going to try to skim through this. Looking back at past sexual experiences, I've come to realize that every man I was with, um, sorry, I come to realize that not every man I was with aimed to please me. Most were quick pumpers and just trying to get a nut. I remember my first time I had sex with a man that truly found pleasure in pleasing my body. I squirted for the first time. Ooh, come on, girl. Come on, waterfall. And it was amazing. (laughs) And it was amazing. I also believe that a level of trust has to be there in order for you to truly relax mentally and physically and give yourself over for a man to please you. A lot of people are having sex with no trust and it sounds crazy because you should trust the person that you are sharing your energy with. But that is not always the case. Yes. And the reason this kind of sex was non-existent when I was younger is because I really didn't understand sex in 
all its parts and I didn't understand or appreciate my body, the magic it holds and what is and what it wanted. Sorry, guys. It's still early. As I've grown into a self-aware woman, I now know what I like, need and want and I make my demands when necessary. Life is too short to be having some trash ass sex. <sighs> Becky, I'm gonna call her Beck. Beck, you better fucking come through with the facts. You better come true come through with the truths. Because everything she just said is exactly what I mean by this point. I feel like like I said, I feel like there's deeper reasons why these things are happening. Um why women aren't having the experiences that they deserve. And I definitely remember um, being like a teenager going into my almost 20s, some, you know. And I just remember feeling, I don't feel like I was enjoying sex all the time. I mean, yeah. Maybe the foreplay, but like, I feel like I didn't know my body. I felt like I didn't appreciate my body and I felt as though I was kind of more so doing it, doing certain things for the person that I was dealing with at the time. I wouldn't say that I have bad sexual experiences, but I definitely felt as though maybe he was the focus or um I wasn't expressive. I wasn't all the way comfortable and sex just wasn't what had what it should have been. Um Yeah, I don't I don't I don't feel like it it, it definitely wasn't what it should have been. So I wanted to um to point out something that was really fucking interesting to me. So I don't know if anybody tunes into Red Table Talks. Um, it's a Facebook series, I guess you can say. It's like a small Facebook series um, with Jada Pinkett Smith. Shout out to Auntie. And um, it's it's her, it's Willow, and it's um, Jada's mom. So it's three generations of women talking about different topics. Each episode is a different topic. Um, and they just get real personal, really open, really raw. And I just really, really love it. And it's so crazy because the episodes are only maybe 15, 20, 20 something minutes long. And they're just so fucking powerful. And they have so much meaning and so much gems that are being dropped. And just these, these three generations sharing their different opinions and experiences on each topic is just amazing. So... They have a sex episode. Please go and watch that episode. Watch the whole fucking series, but watch that particular episode. It was really fucking good. Um, sorry. Um, and they were talking about sex, and Jada reveals, and this is her mother's first time hearing this, she says that her first time was great, unlike most women. Um, I feel like a good a whole lot of us that first time if you can even fucking remember it was not great it wasn't a good experience it was awkward it was painful it was very weird after i had lost my virginity i probably didn't have sex for about a year after that i don't i don't want no parts of this shit i don't want nothing i don't want nobody take me home to my mother give me some books i got homework to do fuck this okay 
that's kind of how I felt after my first time. Jada goes to say that her first sexual experience was amazing. Was amazing. She's like, oh, this is what sex is. This is what sex is like. I might need to be doing this often. This is great. She had a sexual, uh, uh, an amazing first sexual experience. And then she goes to share that a huge reason as to maybe why her experiences um, with sex have been the way that they are is because her grandmother, grandmother, exposed her to the idea of masturbation at the tender age of nine years old. Number one, before I continue my point, if y'all could have saw Jada's mother's face, classic priceless because bitch this is my first time hearing about this what are you talking about nana did what now her mother her grandmother jada's grandmother her mother's mother exposed her to the idea of masturbation at the tender age of nine years old the reason and i don't mean exposed her like inappropriately exposed her but just kind of taught her what it is you verbally taught her what it is like showed her uh, not sure whatever and the most appropriate way that you could have possibly have done this is by just i guess a conversation or whatever the case is whatever exposed her to the idea of masturbation at nine for the following reasons she said that her grandmother taught her about ma- masturbation because she wanted her to know that her pleasure comes from her her own self it comes from her, from her. your pleasure comes from you and also that sex is for you. So I guess her message behind that was just that. That pleasure, sex is from and for you. And I guess she didn't want her having the idea that the way that she could achieve pleasure is through a man. And the reason why sh- pleasure, I guess, should be present is for him. And just, I guess that allowed her to kind of go into sex with the mentality that she is the focus and she is the reason. So in regards to the message, I am so with it. And I wonder, I'm a mom. I just wonder if that conversation is such a bad one at such a young age. Because realistically, they're going to learn about these things. Um... They're going to learn about these things, you know, themselves. They're going to learn through their friends and, you know, and TV. And it's only getting worse the older that they're getting in the, you know, the generations that are coming. It's only getting worse. So it's just like that message just like really, really, really spoke to me. And yeah, I'm going to touch back on that. Um, But I want to get to the rest of the rules, the rest of the sex policies. Sorry, the pussy policies. Number two. Don't put yourself in a situation. And what I mean by a situation is anything that could possibly make you uncomfortable. And when I say put yourself in, I don't mean that you are minding your business and something somebody came into your space and did something to make you uncomfortable. That's not what I mean by that. What I mean by that is if somebody calls you if somebody who who's calling you tells you, um, come over, I'm over here with six of my niggas. <laughs> now, I don't mean to sound 
um, I don't know. I don't mean to say that, but just, if, okay, okay. If you're not comfortable being in a situation like that and you're like a little standoffish or whatever the case is, don't put yourself in the situation. You're not going over there. If you're going someplace with somebody who you don't really know that well, you don't really trust that well, make sure that, you know, your phone's charged. You, you, you send, you send a, you send a, 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 you, you drop a pin to one of your friends. Just don't ever put yourself in a situation that could make you uncomfortable. As much control as you could possibly have over your comfort and your space you need to we need to start gaining more control over these things. And that doesn't even mean just that, but just like just anything. I can't I can't really think about, but just anything that you aren't comfortable with a hundred percent or anything that you're second guessing yourself, don't put yourself in a situation. Don't put yourself in a situation. Um so rule number three is I feel like this is something that, well, no, um, I feel like sometimes this is something that maybe like only men are kind of supposed to do by the means of society and just the way that things go normally and just because he has the penis, but women need to start carrying condoms, bring your own condoms to wherever you're at. So the same way we bring tampons, the same way we bring edge control, the same way we bring bobby pins just in case things don't work out with the sweep that you intended, you need to carry condoms. Carry condoms just so again, back to rule number two, we're not placing ourselves in situations that we're going to work harder to get ourselves out of. That's that. So, just so we're moving along here. Number four is have fun taking care of the vagina. And in parentheses, for you. And when I mean taking care of, I don't mean just making sure that she's cleaned and tamed and STD free. I mean things such as things specifically for vaginal, not vaginal. Okay, for example, there is some products and I'm going to give them to you right now. There are certain balms, there are certain um, little sprays and nooks and crannies. Now, you can't be using these things. You have to use these things with, you can't just be using anything on your vagina. I'll just go ahead and say that. Make sure it's a very sensitive area. Make sure that you're reading things, you know, organic products, products that you, you can't be putting everything on your vagina. However, there are some specifically... Um, lotions and oils that, you know, prevent razor bumps and things of those nature. So your situation is completely situation situated. So I have some options here. The Perfect V um, is the name of the company. 
and they have a VV cream gentle exfoliator. It's a beauty cream exfoliator for the vagina and use twice a week on your bikini area and it removes dead skin to diminish bumps and even fades discoloration. Things of that nature. Um, there's a balm by V Magic is the is the brand, and it's for people who normally get waxes, and it's basically um, infused nourishing avocado and olive oils, and it's ideal for reducing dryness and chafing. Things like this, you know, these like little weird, those vaginal steams. I'd like to call this process the pussy pampering. Okay, let's change number four. Number four is pussy pampering. Wax is just keeping up with yourself, making sure it's extremely smooth and healthy and glowing. And also like a a little pot of honey, a little pot of smooth golden honey. That's what the vagina should be like. And I feel like we, you know, we're, I personally am one of those people who's like obsessed with skincare products and makeup products and things of those nature. Let's make, I wouldn't really, I don't really want to say vaginal products. Well, I guess that's what it is. Vagina pampering on that list of things that we love to do. I think that should go up there as well. Um, Now, the steaming, I'm a little iffy about to try. Um, Basically, what the steaming is, is that you sit on a pot. Not sit on it. You sit, you hover above it, hover your vagina over a pot of steaming water and it has herbs in it um of course burning there's there's a lot of things you kind of look into you got to look into with these things but just an option to look into I'm not a gynecologist I'm not here to tell you guys to try any of these things but I definitely feel like taking a few extra measures to pamper the pussy to your own liking and to make your situation the best situation it can possibly be your situation being your vagine do it do it okay moving along pussy policy number five is to get some older female friends i have a woman in my life i'm not going to (laughs) i'm not going to say her name or who she is to me out loud. But she is a woman that is very, very close to me. She's older, next generation, old enough to be my mother. She looks amazing. She is amazing. She has a great job, wonderful kids, beautiful house. And I can go to her house and I will sit with her and we will have these amazing sex talks. (laughs) And she just will put me on. To so much game. To so much fucking life. She gives me life. I'm going to have her as a guest one day. And I feel like when she listens to this, she's going to know who she is. Hey, beautiful. You have to get some f- older female friends that are going to put you on to some shit. Because let's just let, just think about it. If you're mid-20s and you have somebody 10 years younger than you who's just starting off sex, imagine all of the gems you can drop on them. Now, imagine being in your mid-20s and having conversations with somebody who is in their mid-30s, 40s, maybe even 50s, who is getting their life, getting life and giving life from all of these these sexual, just 
just rules and regulations and tips and tricks and dropping vaginal sexual gems on you, you have to get some older friends because they're more mature. They're in regards to certain things and they will really put you up on game on certain things that you may or may not realize at your age that you are now. Bond with those older friends. Okay? Because as soon as you tell them some shit, they're going to come back at you. Like, you think that's something? How about this? Okay? I'm telling you. Get you some older friends. Go to your mother's friends. Go to your aunties. And when you get to a certain age, it's okay to have them kind of conversations. You don't have to be shy and be nervous. And, oh, I look at her like this. And da-da-da-da. Nope. Look, auntie, I'm having a problem. I'm having a problem. A pussy problem. You down to talk about this or not? And she going to drop some gems on you. When I'm 35 and I'm 40 and I have nieces or little baby cousins who's just starting off and they need some pussy policies, I'm going to drop some gems. Like, look, this is what's up. Which, whatever you're talking about, girl, you don't know nothing. You, listen, I'm going I'm to drop some gems. I'm, I'm telling you. They're experienced. They know what the fuck's going on. Moving along. Number six. Is knowing when... Or whom does or does not deserve the vagina. You know what you're capable of sexually. You know what you bring to the table sexually. If you feel as though somebody does not match that energy. Somebody is not compatible with you sexually. Do not give him the pussy. Now, you can have sex with whomever you want to however you want to it is your body your choice we're pro-choice over here we're pro-female over here we're pro this is my shit over here and i'm gonna do with it what i please over here as long as i'm protecting myself okay and protecting every all all parties involved i'm gonna do what the fuck i want to do okay that's what that's what we are over here at a certain age you should definitely be able to decipher Who deserves to even get that out of you? Now, these standards may vary depending on the woman, depending on you, what you like, what you're interested in, your requirements, your pussy requirements. You need to start figuring those things out. Write them down in your notes if you can't remember. If he does not have X, Y, and Z, he shall not get the pussy. If he does not do X, Y, and Z, he shall not get the pussy. And don't make any exceptions. Because as soon as you make an exception, you're going to be the the I told you so in your head. Like, I should have never did this. No, we don't want any regrets. And we don't, we shouldn't have them anyway. But just be, be, I'm not saying be, be picky to your standards is what I, what I feel. Learn how to read people beforehand. If that makes sense. Learn how to read people. Ask questions. Be vocal. Do things like that. And just decipher who you're going to put it on properly. In the way that you Who you're going to do that with. Be selective to your, to your measures. And that kind of just ties in together for just having sex for you. If somebody doesn't meet your standards or requirements. Or you've had a conversation and that you just don't feel like. Maybe I shouldn't. Just don't. Just don't. Go home and handle your situation yourself. Call on no nigga. Call on no nigga. He'll get the job done. And you could just no. Just don't. Don't give the new nigga no pussy if he's not. If if you feel like he doesn't deserve it, there's just no point. 
Because we go through, no, just don't, just don't. Knowing who does or does not deserve the pussy. Okay, it's very important, very crucial. Number seven is titled, number seven on the pussy policy list is titled STDs in a PDF. It is 2018 times technology is getting very, 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 very impressive. Okay, what a great time. Keep your STD results in a PDF. You can go to your doctor and they can send you a copy of your results just to be on the safe side, just so they're convenient and in somebody's face, whether you need receipts, whether you need confirmation, whether you guys are having a discussion about maybe possibly having unprotected sex with just each other. Whatever the case is, have these on standby. Have them up to date. Make sure you're getting tested with each new partner. Make sure that we're just aware of what the fuck's going on, okay? Most in some STDs are silent. As in, you won't even know, depending on your body. Some people, you're going to know in a minute some shit is not even right is going on and some people won't know at all and will be walking around not situated and not together and unsafe and won't even fucking know it have these things on standby just so your shit is cleared your shit is situated and you could recommend the same for your partners hey did you know that you can go to your doctor and have these shits pulled up as an ST, as a as a pdf have it folded up in an envelope you can just suggest these things. It's a conversation to be had. We're all adults here. And I want to be safe. I want you to be safe. Let's talk about it. Here are mine. Let me pull up my iCloud. Here, here we go. Also, with number seven, I kind of wanted to tie this in there um, with number seven and also um, number two, which is don't put yourself in a situation. Make sure your insurance is up to date, active, etc. I've seen situations where you get into some shit, you go make an appointment to get your shit situated, your insurance is inactive or um your copay, it's it it needs to it's out of date and it's this and you that and you need to verify whatever the case is and it will slow down your process and you have to pay these things out of pocket depending on which service uh is which service you are are using. It could be pricey depending on the medicines. It could be pricey. Whatever the case is, make sure that your insurance policy is up to date and that you're just prepared just in case. You get yourself into a situation that you don't want to be in, that you're able to handle it however you feel is necessary. And if you feel like you need to do something and insurance is a part of it, you know, say your money's a little tight and you don't have extra coins to pay something out of pocket without your insurance, just make sure those things are handled. I just feel like as adults, we need to. We need to practice adulting in all aspects, including sex. 
and things that may go wrong or, you know, wrong for you is what I'm saying. Um, yes, you guys can decipher that however you'd like. Um, and that could be anything. STDs, you need um, prescriptions. Birth control, you need prescriptions. Um, plan Bs, you don't want to pay it out of pocket. Your money's a little tight. You ain't got an extra $60. You have your prescriptions together. We're pro-choice over here, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. Abortions. If you feel like you made a mistake right now is not the time and you feel like that's the best choice for you in that moment, we are pro-choice over here. I've seen situations where people, a person, a woman had to extend the time of not getting that situated or, you know, the situation at hand was that she, you know, a, a woman may want to get an abortion and her insurance isn't up to date or it's inactive or she, you know, she hasn't had to get this, this, this thing, some, you know, whatever the case is done in a while or she hasn't been there. So she didn't realize whatever the case is. So now you're the longer you wait to get an abortion, in my opinion, is going to be worse. Not to say that, you know, any point, if you feel like you make a decision, it's not, it's not a good one mentally. For some people, whatever the case is, I'm trying to be broad because this, this subject can go totally left and can maybe a different way for somebody else. But what I'm saying is, you know, the longer you wait, there's a possibility that you might not be able to get it anymore. You may, and then the process of which you are getting your abortion may be different because you waited so long and the, the, (laughs) I hate talking about abortions because it makes me uncomfortable because (laughs) I just don't, I feel like I might be saying the wrong thing or offending somebody and I really don't want to do that. But the point that I'm trying to make is just make sure that it's something that you can handle the way that you want to handle and that you're able to handle it if that's how you feel like you want to handle it. I'm going to go on to the next one. Moving along, the next pussy policy is no kink shaming. And also, learning if you have kinks or not. So, there are certain kinks and fetishes that people have. Um, And I want to also refer everybody to my favorite podcast, which is called Horrible Decisions, Mandy and Wheezy. Um, Their podcast is available on SoundCloud and iTunes. And Horror is spelled W. Right, like whore, W H O R E, horrible decisions. Um, it's a really dope pop podcast, really popular, and um, they a part of their podcast is okay. There are two um two women who are um they work in corporate America, and their podcast is about their sex lives, basically. Um, and how they're into certain things and how they're really open with their sexuality. Um, and a big thing that they, that they talk about is no kink shaming. People have fat fetishes, some weird ass finish fetishes, and you know, that's just their prerogative. So no kink shaming. Okay. If you meet somebody, the older you get, I feel like the kinkier it's going to be. So you're dealing with somebody who's in his thirties, his forties, and he's in to toes. He's into golden showers. He's into threesomes. He's into um, anal play. We're not judging people. We're exploring. 
Okay, we're 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 figuring out like no, that's what somebody likes. That's just what they like. You may or may not like certain things. To each his own. In regards to this, and I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna fast forward just so I can tie these two together. Um, to number nine of the pussy policies is to explore and find out what you like. I'm gonna tie these two together because, um, not only are we gonna figure out what we like during sex, how we like our sex to happen, I guess you can say, but also kinks and fetishes that we didn't know that we, you know, you want to find a partner. Somebody who you trust. Love doesn't always have to be um, an aspect in in regards to sex, but trust is definitely one of them. And once you find a partner, partners, whatever it is, you are going to start exploring what you like. Go to the sex store, pick three things up that you've never tried before. And then also, I'm kind of going through this phase right now that I kind of want to start exploring things like different level shit. And I have a whole list of things that I just like, oh no, maybe I don't, I don't want that. I don't think I want to try that. Or somebody even brings the idea to me. It's like, oh no, hell no. And I'm starting to think like, okay, but why am I saying hell no? Why is it? Is it an absolute no for me? Is it a no because, um, I'm just being childish. I don't even want to give it a try. Is it a no because I feel like people are going to judge me? Is it a no because I found it gross? Like, what about these things that somebody else may like makes it a no for you? Some things are completely off limits. And if you know that about yourself, great, fine. But if you're just saying no and you don't really know why you're saying no, I would explore it. I would try. Or I would try to start maybe thinking and processing. Maybe, okay, well, is it that bad? What ways can I... Could could I fix it around or move and change it or whatever the case is? What ways can I do different things so maybe I can try it in a different way or maybe try it alone or maybe, you know, whatever. One for me (laughs) and whatever. I am not a fan of the idea of anal sex. I can't. I just, something in me just won't allow me to do it. However, I'm getting older. I feel like I'm going to have to try it one day. Maybe you can try it alone. Get you some butt plugs. Get you some anal toys, some beads, uh, anal vibrator, whatever the case is. There's options. You can try it by yourself to begin. You can try it with somebody else who you really, really trust. You know, whatever. I definitely think it's worth just having that thought process with yourself, having that overthought with yourself to start exploring and seeing specifically what it is that you like. Um, number 10 of the pussy policies is to be more vocal and expressive with your sexuality. I have been around people. I'm I I it's like a joke with everybody around me, all my friends, that I'm very expressive when it comes to sex. I talk about sex openly. I don't have filters when it comes to I don't I don't I feel like I'm an adult and I feel like I'm around adults. So I'm going to talk about sex the way that I want to. I'm going to say things out loud. I'm going to be expressive about things. 
people, a lot of women seem to be very uncomfortable and shy in regards to being expressive. And there's, there's different ways, um, different levels of this. Talking about things out loud with your girls, whatever the case is. Some people just aren't comfortable um, sharing that side of themselves, which is totally fine to each his own. But I feel like the important part of this pussy policy is to be expressive with your partners, be expressive in, um, and just with yourself, thinking about things, talking about things with somebody who you're comfortable with. You don't have to go to your girls, but if there's like a girl, you know, one of your homegirls that you're talking, you know, if you're not comfortable talking to your partner about it, you know, you can be a little bit more expressive with the things that you're going through, um, the things that you like, the things that you don't like, why you don't like them and just making it more of a conversation. If you have a partner and there's something that he does that makes you very uncomfortable and it makes you uncomfortable for a specific reason, we have to be expressive about that because sometimes what happens is they think that, oh no, you're going to do this or I can't. Okay. For example, if, Let's say you have a partner and he's really into, um, you know, this BDSM, this bondage, you know, choking and the grabbing and the tying up and all that thing. And that's a hard no for you. Maybe it's something in your past that you had a traumatic experience with. If you don't express these things, I feel like men don't always understand that it might be more to the situation than what you, what you're saying. And some people don't take things that you say as face value and just accept what you're saying to them. So if you don't have a conversation about it, you don't express it. It's a, it's a wrong thing to do, but sometimes in some situations, men will just disregard it and nah, you, you good. You're going to do this this way. You're going to take this. They think that maybe women like, um, the dominance, maybe they like to be submissive, but maybe you really don't. And you'll, you know, you'll shy away from it and just say, no, I don't like that. And just kind of keep it broad and he'll do it anyway. You have to, I feel like it's necessary to have those, those conversations and say, Hey, look, I'm not comfortable with this. You don't have to necessarily go into details, but just say that I had an experience in my past that made me uncomfortable. And, you know, it's just a conversation. I feel like we need to be more expressive and talk about things openly. It's 2018. We're adults here. We're in the middle of a sexual revolution, a female revolution. Talk and speak up. Say that you like this. Say that you don't like it. And the, and the opposite side of that is if you do like something and he's not doing enough of it or your partner, whoever he or she may be, isn't doing it enough or you feel like you want these things, make your sexual your sexual experiences the way that you want them to be and, ex- and express what it is that's happening. Express as whatever it is that you're expressing, good or bad, whatever the case is, be open about it. So those are my new pussy policies. The one that I really kind of wanted to um, kind of get back on track with and talk about a little bit more, just really briefly is back to number one, the having sex for you. It's very, very important to me now um, with the age and the level of life and experience that I am dealing with. Um, I feel like 
there's a there's a really thin line between um I mm, I kind of want to say uh, it's really it mm, it's touchy for me. I just personally feel like there's a really thin line between rape culture um rape culture um how how do I going to say this? I feel like the only time sometimes you feel like you should speak up or say something. No, I don't want to say speak up or say something. Okay, let me just go into this. So, I can't believe I'm sharing this. This is my first time sharing this <laughs> ever with anybody. I remember being, um, I remember being, how old was I? Maybe 18, 19. And I was really, looking back at it, I feel like I was confused with my sexuality in regards to my body and dating guys and what they really wanted or what they were really interested or um, over-sexualizing me. I was very developed at a very, very young age. And um, I've had experiences being younger um, with people over sexualizing me before even I, I pro I had boobs when in fucking a little bit of an ass when I was eleven, twelve. I was like I, I was always kind of like big chested and very curvy, very very a lot of body thighs, you know, just you know, and I felt like there were a lot of instances when I was younger. Um, where I was over-sexualized by men and um, by people, you know, and, and just kind of put me in inappropriate situations, I I guess you can say. Um, but I, what I want to touch on is I remember being about 18 or 19 and um, I was talking to this guy. And, um, you know, he was very, you know, attracted to me, always complimenting me, you know, telling me how cute I was, how pretty I was, and, you know, you got a crazy ass body. And I was just like, you know, kind of feeling myself like, oh, okay, thank you. Like whatever the case is, but I knew that I didn't want, wasn't really interested in having sex with him. I was, I wasn't a virgin, but I just kind of just kind of knew in the back that I, that, that really wasn't my goal here. Like I kind of just wanted to talk to him and I kind of just wanted to date and I wasn't really interested in doing that. So one day, um, he invites me to his house and I had been in his house before. Um, I was, we, we had mutual, a lot of mutual friends. So, you know, I've been to his house, like in groups before, like, you know, a couple of my girls, a couple of friends, like, you know, like cool shit, whatever. And he invites me to his house. Now, I shouldn't have brought my my fast ass over there. I wasn't really being fast. How old was I? I had to have been maybe 18. I kind of maybe want to say 17, actually. I don't know. Maybe 17, 18. And so I went to his house. And we were hanging out. And I just remember very... Uh, I don't really remember. I feel like I kind of blocked this out um, of my mind for a really, really long time. And I actually... <laughs> It sounds crazy, but I actually just kind of remembered this happened a few years ago. 
and I'm in my mid twenties years later, I kind of was like, Oh damn, I kind of forgot about that situation. Cause I just don't think about it. It just makes me uh, very uncomfortable to think about it. But you know, here I am today. So I just remember, um, being there and just like being cute on my phone, you got something to drink. And, you know, I was already comfortable, you know, being over there, but just, we had just never been alone. And I remember walking in his room to eat, like get a charger or something. And I was coming right back into the living room, but he can't, he can't, he comes in and he closes the door <laughs> and I'm like trying to play it off because I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to him to think that I was afraid of him. I didn't want him to think that I don't, I don't know. I just kind of felt like I had to put like this hard face on. So I'm, you know, kind of like, nigga, what are you, what are you doing anyway? And kind of like paying attention to my phone and like in my head, I'm starting to panic. Like what the fuck is happening? So he's like, it almost seemed as if he was preparing for something. So he's, he's, um, he's, like, he's just getting comfortable, changing into basketball shorts. You know, when niggas change the basketball shorts, that means some shit. And turning on the TV and climbing into the bed. He's just like, patting back, oh, come sit next to me. And I'm like, um, I'm going to leave soon, but what's up? Like, I'm I'm trying to, whatever. Moral of the story is, I felt as though I, we ended up having sex. And I felt as though I did it because I wanted to, I felt like I was afraid that if I was, if I reacted a certain way, it would be a different type of story. Um, he was way bigger than me. He was big, pretty big dude, just like tall wise, kind of like basketball build. And I felt, I felt like in that setting, he just seemed a little different to me like he wasn't being as sweet and you know as he normally was you know with the comments and talking to me listening to me and stuff like that like he wasn't being like that so I felt um that his vibe was his vibe was like making me nervous and I did something because I you know I chose to do that because I was afraid of the consequences that might happen and I feel like a lot of women have been in this situation. I've had conversations with my female friends and they've, um, have shared things with me. Like, yeah, I've, I feel like I had, I had, there were people in my past that I, you know, made partners of because I was afraid of the, the consequences or I was doing it for him. Or I felt like, um, he was like, let me do, let me do this because this is what I have to offer. This is specifically for him now. He didn't necessarily do anything, like, really do anything, like, uh, too aggressive. I can't really, mm, I can't really describe it, but, you know, it's not like he demanded me or forced me to do anything. It was just the vibe. It was just the aura. It was the way that he was kind of handling me. It was very aggressive, and I felt like maybe if I just hurry up and get this over with, um, it wouldn't, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be that, and, you know, it's that's what I mean when I say, like, a thin line between rape culture. Now, I would never... To me, I wouldn't say that I was raped or I was sexually assaulted or anything because I chill. I made a decision to do that, but it there's a really thin line because I feel like we need to be teaching men and these boys that you know are coming up in these next generations and having conversations and be more open that you have to make sure a woman is all the way comfortable. And I feel like that's like a really thin line. If she's clearly uncomfortable and y'all are not 
the energy is not matched and you can clearly see that this is not what it's supposed to be, then you don't need to be doing it. You don't need to be pressing her to do it. You don't need to be forceful. You don't need that. that, that that's inappropriate to me. And I feel like that's where that thin, I'm kind of still in the, um, just kind of learning and trying to understand, I guess now even talking about this and, you know, kind of reflecting on this and the first time I've ever even brought this up. Um, I've never, I never talked to anybody about that and I actually never seen him again, which is odd, but, um, I cut him off after that block does not, I don't know if blocking was a thing, but I think I might've changed. Like I just went, nope. I just went completely missing on his ass. I never seen him again, thankfully. Cause that would've been awkward, but, um, that's an, that, yeah, and that goes with the, the other pussy policy of don't put yourself in situations. I shouldn't have been over there. I should have been prepared. I don't know. And if I wasn't comfortable going over there, I felt like I was like a little bit nervous going over there, but I guess I didn't really understand or even take the time to understand myself to know where these nerves is coming from. My nervous because he's cute and I'm shy or my nervous because I don't really want to be in this house with him by myself and if that's what I felt that I should have never put myself in that position of course it's easier said than done you're young um but I just feel like now that I'm older I would never put myself and of course now I'm more vocal about things so if I'm not doing something I'm not doing something if I don't want to do something I'm not going to do it but if I do want to do something I'm gonna do it you know I'm going to be more vocal and more expressive now with this age but I feel like we need to continue to practice that um because I'm sure that this woman my age now mid-20s maybe that maybe have gone through that situation and still feel like they're doing that. And, you know, the, those women who were, who I did the poll with on um, Instagram and 15% of them said that they're, they're not having um, these sexual experiences where they're the focus and, you know, it's not about the men getting their nut off. I wonder, they're not off. I wonder if they're experiencing situations like that. Maybe not, but what if they are? What if we're, we're still going through things like that? Um, I just think that sex is a huge part of life, depending on your life, depending on your lifestyle, I guess. Um, But it's a huge part of some people's lives as women. And I feel like, not I don't want to say huge either, but it's a part of life. And I just feel like with age, we just need to be more expressive and more open and more, you know, especially just women, we just need to be like more, you know, on top of things. So I just want to get back to the fun stuff because that just got really serious really fast. <laughs> yeah, really serious really fast. Oh, wow. Sorry, guys. I'm having like some technical difficulties. But, yes. This was, this was um a fun, a fun episode. Very interesting. Um, I also screenshotted, I'm going to make a list available maybe on my Instagram at Ambrosia A M B R O J A H um of products back to um the what was it pussy policy number number four um pussy pampering I'm gonna um I want some I want people to try these these different products um I have some screenshots here um Yoni um steam herbs like I said before um Luna beads, these beads 
these like they have like little kegel exercisers that you can purchase like these like those little fung wall balls or something like that like i haven't tried those but apparently they're supposed to tighten up your pelvic walls everybody's vagina is different okay whatever if you feel like that's something that you want to practice you want to do um i want to try them out i mean my situation is situated it's pretty awesome i think but <laughs> you know just just little things to just like you know make your experience your sexual experiences um different um let me see um some other products i have here that i screenshotted they have dear kate yoga pants with a built-in panty liner um see that just sounds uncomfortable for me that just sounds like a situation i don't want to be in i don't know something about that built-in panty liner just makes me feel like i don't know i don't like that it just makes me feel dirty um um there's a company called sweet spots they have washes and wipes um yeah gentle washes for your vagina and wipes there's also um the period store monthly subscription box shout out to them they have different um little things in here the box is um you curate a unique box filled with tampons pads heating pads um and more for your vagina so it comes with um from what i see here i see some different wipes some cramp things, medicines you can take. It comes with ibuprofen. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, your period box. Some people have really, really bad um, cycles. I know people who have really bad cycles. You get migraines. You be on your deathbed every single month. It's terrible. Um, thankfully, I don't have that problem. I actually have a really irregular period, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't really have those problems. But cramps and headaches and dehydration like it's like a really big deal so look up on that and you know make your 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 monthly situation more comfortable for you so I would definitely look into them I'm over here um I need to hit these people up shoot over here dropping all these um these names and companies and shit hey guys shoot I better get this promotion while it's free. No sir. um oh there is this company is called Love Life Crush I think love life crush. Oh wait, I think it's just called love life. It's a crush love life crush Kegel exerciser. And I think you put it, you it's for strengthening your vagina muscles, walls, doors, whatever. And it comes with an app. And from the looks of it, it has a score, a, a fitness score. This is strange. It comes with an app. And you can kind of control what you're what you're doing. It's a whole thing. Look into it. Yeah, it looks pretty dope. It looks pretty awesome. Um, and you can kind of control like the movements or the exercise or if it's moving around or how it's exercising or when you should squeeze and do your kegels. I don't fucking know, but it comes with a fucking app. It looks awesome. Try it out. Um, this thing is called this one is called this is a steam it's called devi steam yoni steam herbs devi steam is the name of the company they have um herbs that you can i think you would place them in the boiling water and let the steam i guess hit your vagina look into that um these are oh this thing looks pretty interesting this is the company is called fur and it's fur oil, and it's fu- it's for pubic hairs. 
it's for pubic hairs. I guess it like softens them and like, um, takes away, I guess, I don't know, not takes away, but you know, um, prevents, um, bumps and stuff for people who shave or, you know, just makes your situation nice and smooth. And I've heard a lot of great reviews about that oil as well. So try that out, y'all. Oh, and I don't know if y'all are still um, boycotting Shea Moisture, but they have a honey and black seed aftershave smoothing moisturizer. Um, It's for post... It's to smooth to soothe skin post um post hair removal with a softening blend of shea, honey, and cocoa. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, there's some Nini Organics. They have she has um vagina therapy feminine spray. Um so it's Nini N E N E at that's our at name on um Instagram at N E N E Fem Health I guess is the name of the company company and um her at name I really don't know how to pronounce it and I uh, I feel terrible okay her at name is at N E R I S S A N E F E T E R I and her I think she um her thing is <laughs> saving the world one poom poom at a time. She is like um like a like a love coach, I guess you can say, and she specializes in feminine health. I've been following her for a while. She's so gorgeous. Um she's married, she has some kids, and she has classes where she um talks about she has classes and she has um products um for vaginal health, feminine health, um, all types of products in in shit. Um, those little, the balls, the little fung wall balls, I don't really know what their, the technical name for them is, but she has like little balls that you can help. She has like little cleansers. You put up like just all types of shit. Go follow her, go, um, check her out, check out her products. Um, I'm trying to just name some other products and I'm going to put these someplace, I think maybe on my Instagram, um, and tag all these companies because I think that you guys should, we should all start having a little bit more fun taking care of our situations and making sure our vagina is the best that it could possibly be as smooth and soft and silky and healthy and beautiful and lubricated and amazing and tasting great and smelling great and you know all that shit as we possibly can just always be situated ready for whatever and just cherish her okay your vagina is capable of a lot we need to treat her as such um there's a company called lola they have a personal lubricant which is organic aloe leaf juice and a touch of organic vanilla and lemon. Um, and it's water-based formula. It looks pretty great. Um, Lola, the same company, also has cleansing wipes. I'm going to just put these somewhere. But have fun with this, guys. Have fun. I just want to end this episode by saying that maybe we'll come back to this. And maybe we'll have like a special guest on here and touch on some of the topics. I want you guys to write me in. You can send me a DM at Ambrosia, A-M-B-R-O-J-H, or um, write the podcast um, email at overthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. And if there's something that you'd like us to retouch back on, I think maybe I'll do like a part two of this um, and talk about different things um, and maybe specific things in a little bit more detail if you guys are interested. I would love to get a little bit more open, no pun intended, with the vaginas. Um, but I'm excited and I'm happy I did this episode because I just feel like 
I'm single now and um with where I am, my it's very important for me to have the type of sex that I want. I feel like I spent a lot of years just having sex for the wrong reasons and when I was having sex I you know I guess I was having a great time um not necessarily my recent years but you know a lot of my younger years ever you know maybe 17 to like 21 I feel like it just wasn't the experience it should have been because I wasn't vocal and because I didn't understand my body and I didn't um appreciate my body and what it was so I didn't really um I guess require other people to appreciate my body. I guess you can say that. Um, appreciate my body in the capacity that I would have liked it to be appreciated, if that makes sense. Um, I just feel like if you are sexually active, whether you're married, whether you're single, um, I wonder if if you masturbate or do things by yourself, if that counts, if you're like abstaining from sex or if you are, um, if you're practicing celibacy, I wonder if, what, what, what that looks like, because I don't, I, I know that when you're abstaining from sex or practicing celibacy, a huge reason, a huge part of that is just like the mental capacity. Okay. So to me, I would be interested, maybe not, I don't know, but if I was, if I did get to a place where I felt like I wanted to abstain for sex, it would be a mental thing, like, um, knowing your understanding and knowing your worth outside of being like a sexual temple as a woman, outside of being that, outside of what you can bring to the table sexually, um, enhancing and focusing on other parts of that worth if that makes sense. So, and just, you know, taking that out of your, um, your daily, weekly, monthly, whatever practices, just taking that part out, just taking the sex out. I wonder if self sex counts. That's really interesting. Hmm. If I feel like if I'm, excuse me, if I feel like if I'm abstaining for sex for mental reasons, I probably shouldn't be playing with my own pussy to no. I don't feel, I feel like I should just be taking, taking, getting rid of it altogether. I don't know. That's interesting. Anyways, again, I want women to be living and having their best sex lives, no matter what, who their partner is, male or female, multiple partners, multiple partners at once, multiple partners spread out. If you're married, if you're in a relationship, if you're, whatever the fuck the case is, whenever you're having sex, it should be the best time of your life. We are the creators of the world and everything good in life. Women are just women. Women are just fucking queens and the fucking kings, okay? The least we can do is have a good orgasm once in a while. That's the least these niggas could be doing. Making sure we just do all these things for y'all. We do all these things. We just hold everything together. We we give you the balance that you need in life. The least you can be doing is making sure that I'm having a good time sexually. Okay? That's the fucking least. Okay? Whatever. Have a good sex, guys. Have a good sex lives. 
if you are having sex right now. If you're not, power to you. And I hope that your non-sex experience is um, a powerful one. It's a peaceful one. And it's a learning experienced one. And, and that, you know, you are living your best life regardless if sex is involved or not. However, if you are popping pussy, pop it the way that you'd like to be popping. Okay, that you'd like it to be popped, popping, whatever. Enjoy yourself and have fun and be safe. Okay, I love us for real. Love y'all. See y'all next week. You know, I was thinking about the other day. Girl, I was thinking about some random ass shit. I'm like, oh my god, what's she telling you?